Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 100. On today's test drive, I'm talking with Alyssa about how to launch your very first ebook. Before diving into the episode, though, I just wanted to say thank you to you guys who have been listening to these first 100 episodes, or however many that you've listened to so far. I originally gave myself a runway of recording 50 of these episodes, and we've blown past that number. So sincerely, thank you guys so much. Uh, The emails I've gotten lately of people who've said that they have listened to every single episode literally continue to be my all-time favorite emails and it's humbling and just thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I continue to plan on producing episodes as long as y'all are listening and getting value from them. And I did say that I wanted to do something special for the 100th episode, so I'm stoked to announce that I'm kicking off a new mini-series called Make Me Feel Dumb. The premise of this five-part mini-series is to personally challenge myself, our business, and document the process for you guys. And what I mean by that is that because we live in an RV and we're not always around a bunch of other people who can challenge us, I wanted to intentionally seek out people who were a few steps ahead of us and offer to hire them for an hour of coaching that I would record and then share with you guys on this podcast. I actually stole this concept from Noah Kagan's podcast. One example of this is that I wanted to make sure that I'm doing all I can to grow campground booking into a profitable software business. So next week on the show, you'll hear a behind-the-scenes conversation with myself and Nathan Berry, who is the founder of ConvertKit. ConvertKit is an email marketing software company with a $10 million annual run rate, and Nathan went through the process of bootstrapping that business, growing his team, finding market validation, and in our conversation, he challenged me in ways that I wasn't already challenging myself. And the goal of this Make Me Feel Dumb series is to, one, audit my own business and have conversations with people who can challenge me, and two, share these honest and open conversations with you guys in the hope that some nuggets of wisdom will come out. So they are incredibly transparent. It's just me sitting down uh, with really smart people who can uh, challenge what we're currently doing in our business and, you know, asking me things that are extremely uncomfortable. So whenever I press release on these guys, I'll probably hover over the mouse for a little bit before pressing go because it's kind of scary, but I hope they will be valuable to you guys. So the Make Me Feel Dumb series comes out on next Friday, and there'll be five of those, so excited for you guys to hear them. All right, let's get into today's episode with Alyssa. Alyssa, thanks for being my guest on today's test drive. Thanks for saying yes when I asked if I could be a guest. (laughs) So you are launching your first ebook on Amazon called RVing America, the ultimate guide to becoming a full-time RVer. And even though I know the answer to this question, I'm gonna ask you anyway, what was the whole thought process behind launching this ebook and why did you wanna put it on Amazon? I started this ebook a little over a year and a half ago. As you know, I I wrote basically the entire thing back in 2016 and I never pushed it out there, mostly due to the fact that once I, it was ready, I didn't really feel like it was completely ready. So I let it sit for about a year, and then we released it over the summer to our email list. And we, we got a really good response from people saying that this answered all of their questions uh, about full-timing and all of their questions before they were going to make this big jump into RV life. And for me, having you know written the book, I still felt like there was a lot more that I wanted to say. 
a lot of little things that I, I maybe didn't communicate as clearly as I wanted to. You know, all those little things. I know you've written an ebook, and you always have these little regrets about things that you wish you would have said differently or, you know, I wish I would have hired a proofreader before I, I put out that initial copy and all those things. And so I toyed with the idea after I released the guide for free on our website with upgrading it and updating it and releasing it somewhere else for sale. And I came across an article by Ramit Sethi, who wrote, I will teach you to be rich and runs like multiple blogs. He does a lot of cool stuff. And he was talking about how he was releasing a book on Amazon for $1. And this guy has like multi-million dollar companies. I'm like, why would this guy who is obviously very successful release a book on Amazon for 99 cents? It didn't make any sense to me. So I read his full article on why he made this decision. And he talked about how Amazon is an incredibly powerful search engine that a lot of bloggers aren't really using unless they do have published books on Amazon. And it kind of smacked me in the face. Like, if I'm writing this ebook, my goal is to reach a lot of people who want to RV and want to learn kind of the ins and outs and that step-by-step process that you go through to become a, a full-timer, I need to be on Amazon. And so I came to you with this this idea, which I thought was pretty much kind of crazy. And you were like, okay, let's, let's, let's do it. It sounds, it sounds less intimidating for us to launch your book on Amazon. Cause you have to be the brave one here. <laughs> I mean, because it ultimately, one of the things that has kind of held us back is that we both have long-term goals slash dreams of publishing books. That was right. one of the original motivations for us, like on um, why we started a blog, why we posted stuff. We just wanted to share and, and publish books on, on our experiences, on travel. We on, just like writing we like sharing we, our story. We enjoy writing, not that we think we know everything or even a fraction of everything, but <laughs> we just like the process of writing. And if other people find it valuable or slightly entertaining, like when you publish stories on me accidentally locking you in the shower or us accidentally flashing our neighbors at the first campground that we stayed at, like people <laughs> love those stories that you've written and it's going to be cool for people to be able to go and, and buy that off Amazon and outside of our initial community. So what are some initial fears that you have had about putting this book out there for sale on Amazon? Well, I like what you said about how I have to be the brave one <laughs> because you released your book back in 2016. October. I, yeah, last year, a year ago. Well, you released one in July and then you told me that it totally sucked and you needed to rewrite it all. So then you rewrote parts of it and then we released it again in October and I kind of watched you go through that process which one was like hugely motivational and transformative for me because I could see all like the regrets that you have and I've heard you complain about what things you would do differently so learn from my pain and agony yes no it's like you're like my mentor gotcha it was a positive thing this is first I'm hearing of this I've learned from your mistakes. <laughs> um, so the fears that I've had, uh, a lot of them come from people thinking like, okay, I'm 26. Yes, I've been full-timing for three and a half years. But if you're just reading a book from a 26-year-old girl about full-time RVing, like I feel like people expect that I need to be probably in my 60s or 70s and have full-timed ever since I retired from you know working 40 years. So this or, is or like whatever. an internal fear Th- that you have. This is like my internal fear is that I'm not the person that people would expect to write this book. I'm not like your classic full-time RVer. And I feel like people are going to write me off because it's like, why would I listen to this girl that I've Mm. never heard of who's super young and... Yeah, no, that's interesting because 
I mean, you can only share advice from your own experience, really, ultimately. And right. we, we didn't have to sell a house. We didn't have to transition our kids to being on the road. Which is and, why I don't talk about that stuff in the book. Yeah, and we don't, you don't talk about that. So I wonder if even we can address that in the title on Amazon. And just so you know, you guys know, as we're talking about this, Alyssa is launching her guide in two-ish weeks on Amazon? On November 14th. On November 14th. And so part of this is we want to track the progress of launching this book on Amazon and come back on another test drive in the coming months and just share our experiences, Mm -hmm. good or bad, whatever happens. Because part of this motivation is, like Alyssa said, we want to understand the Amazon marketplace if we want to publish books in the future and have a presence on there. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of fear around if we wanted to go down a traditional published book route in the future, how our books will perform on there. Just for context, like we've had conversations with right. publishers and agents and things like that in the past. And they said, if you launch an ebook on your own and it doesn't do well, that really doesn't look great whenever you approach publishers You're in the future. You're making me more nervous now. I have to be wildly successful so I can get a future publishing deal. <laughs> no, I, I think the gist of it is that, you know, moving forward and going this route, we're kind of, uh, as James Altucher says, choosing ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're betting on our on our strengths to go out there and put valuable information and share it with people. And I think at the end of the day, like going back to some of the original intent for writing this book, mm-hmm. there's a lot of the same questions that uh, we get in emails and in the Facebook group, you know, everything from what kind of RV should I buy? Like, what are some of the things I should be thinking about in that buying process? What about internet on the road? What about mail? Like, there's there's a it's long... The, it's the same 15 questions over and over, which made research for the book incredibly easy because I already kind of had a format. Here's everything that people ask us in, in any given week. But I think the hard hard thing for me is that putting them all in a book and then selling that book, and especially on a place like Amazon that's so big, that's like declaring myself an expert in full-time RVing. And while I maybe am, like I have enough years of experience and we've been to all 50 states and we've RVed in different countries. So we kind of have, we kind of have authority in the area. It's like a really scary thing to be able to put that out there and have people kind of assume that about you. Cause then I feel like I can't be wrong. I can't say Mm. something that's wrong. And especially with RVing where things can change so quickly, like how to get internet on the road changes every couple months. I feel like then, you know, something's going to be outdated and people are going to be like, oh my gosh, this person obviously has no idea what she's talking about. Well, you're not writing a technical guide. Shuri and Chris, who are coming back on the podcast to talk about internet on the road, you know, they have to release a new guide every year because when you write technical books, that knowledge has to be updated Which each year. Which is why I link out to them in the book. I'm like, if you really want to know the, the details. internet and how the internet works, they know you should really check out RV Mobile Internet. No, that's a, that's a really good point. So I just actually had an idea. And so we're kind of zooming out from our conversation here and just talking about like ideas for the title of the book. Mm-hmm. A lot of people find our website just searching living in an RV. So there's a lot of people. Uh, that's one of our highest search ranks for Google. Really so, good point. so if you search like living in an RV, uh, Heath and Alyssa should at least have one or two articles kind of near the top of Google on page one. And there's a lot of people who search that. So what if that was the subtitle in the book? Like questions people ask us about living in an RV, because then it's because then you tend you kind of take the mm-hmm. context instead of saying like the ultimate guide to living in an RV because that context says like I should know everything to just here's all the questions that people ask us and it kind of sets up the expectation that you don't know everything but you can at least answer all the questions that you've been asked a hundred times are yeah you, I like that are I you just, taking notes I just wrote that down in my uh my planner I don't like questions people ask us because things aren't 
like my chapters aren't formatted like questions. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But still, you're still answering questions essentially that people have. Like you can right. still frame that up in the introduction. I like that. We'll, we'll play. We'll play with that outside of this podcast. That is a really good point, though. You know, just using the search terms that people you know use to get to our website. Because I was looking at Amazon keywords, which are also important and also something you should research if you're going to put on a book on Amazon. But I hadn't even thought to look at just what performs well on our website. Because then, if you think if um, two thousand people or three thousand people a day are finding our blog by searching "living in an RV," you can we can link that up. And post. You that. think that's better for subtitle? I think I kind of do. I just I try to err on the side of not like, even though I know you can you can deliver on your promise of like a guide mm-hmm. for what you need to know of living in an RV. I just always try to undersell that because I just there's so many people that come up with these swarmy you're titles like, like a st- undersell over deliver yeah. so it's like hey i kind of wrote this guide and then you read and you're like oh my gosh this is the best guide i've ever read like like, that. Per- like personally whenever i look at books that i want to read like i'm looking at a book right here on our shelf hand me that book real quick the, there's the no good card the there's no good card for this yeah so the t- subtitle for this book is what to say and do when life is scary awful and unfair to people you love i love that subtitle because it's incredibly vulnerable and transparent and it's real. It looks like it was written by a real person. And so when well, yeah, she's an illustrator, so it is she wrote it. Literally, yeah. <laughs> but whenever I see books out there for sale on Amazon that are like the step-by-step guide for finding your passion and doing mm. work that you are going to make a million dollars and everything's going to be amazing. Like I, anything like that, I just tend to, okay, I'm not going to read that it's book. It's totally stupid. Like you want something personal so that you feel like you're getting, this is my experience that yeah behind the scenes inside scoop of my whole life exactly like one title for this episode one one of the most popular downloaded episodes on this podcast is thoughts on being a digital nomad and tiny ass living so it's so not why it's the biggest clicked one it might be though but you said it was because the first part of the title is but where do you poop Oh, no, that's why. Okay, that, I forgot that that was in there. But it's just something that is super casual and it's funny and I'm not it's real. i poop in the title of my guide. I'm just saying think about More it. More professional than that, I think. So um, going back to the benefits of putting together an ebook, One, we can put together all this information that we're sharing out and always having to respond to in emails and questions. And we can kind of package it up and... A guide, So you can get all this information if you read tons and tons of multiple blogs or watch YouTube videos. But this is kind of a way for people to come and absorb this all in one if you like consuming content in a book. Well, yeah, it cuts down on the research time. So you could continuously be researching these things like mail and Internet and things to look at before buying a used RV or how to find the right campground. But that would take you hours and hours to kind of sort through and find, you know, which of these websites are even reputable and which advice should I take? So having it all aggregated in one space is is huge, not just for the reader or the researcher, but for me, too, when I'm replying to emails when, when I get an email that's like, what? how do you do health insurance? How do you do RV insurance? Hmm. I can just say, hey. Check out chapter 10 in my book. Yeah, just read this free guide. There's a whole chapter on it. Well, it's not going to be free anymore, right? It's going to be like, what, three to five bucks or 99 cents? Do we know what we're charging yet for it? I do. I have actually a plan because on Amazon, um, I've been talking to Kelsey, our podcast editor, about this because she has more experience with Amazon, and it's pretty easy to change the prices. So I can have a lot of freedom with running sales and changing the price depending on demand, which is one reason why I'm really excited to work on Amazon, because I feel like if you do that on your website, like if we did that on Gumroad, which is what we used to sell your ebook, it'd be kind of weird just randomly kind of changing the price. But with Amazon being a search engine, um, they give you a lot of freedom with that. And so we're going to have it be free 
for the first 48 hours that it launches as a way to give it to all those people that have already read draft one. Kind of as a thank you, like, hey, thanks for taking a chance on reading my first version of this guide. Here's this updated version that's going to have a whole, like, five or six more chapters that I'm adding in there. And uh, we had our friend Greg proofread it. And thanks, Greg. It had about 300 corrections, I think, on the doc he sent back to me little tip there if you're ever going to write anything hire a proofreader because it is totally worth it no that is awesome i think another benefit just for like anyone that's a a blogger or does anything um personal brand wise or influencer wise online it's it's a great way to to just monetize your website our goal with this guide is 100 percent not to make money our goal is to be on Amazon and to be that number one hit when people are searching for books about RVing or living in an RV since that's our our search term now that I gotta I gotta rekey all my keywords now but just being that number one resource and I feel like that's kind of something that whenever you write a book that I don't know I feel like it sounds like cocky like I'm writing this book because I want to be number one it's just like writing a real book and saying I'm gonna be a New York Times bestseller like having this big hairy audacious goal that I know you and I have talked about it before. It's not a goal that you really have control over. Mm. And it's interesting because I have this stigma around books, writing books mentally in my head Mm -hmm. that it's like it's it's kind of scary to put it out there on Amazon because like you said, then you feel like you need to be this expert thought leader on all things to all people. And it's like, what do you know? Like, what do you have that you can share? But to a certain extent, like this podcast, the blog, our Facebook group, things that we're already creating content around, they're all just different ways of consuming information. And essentially, a mm-hmm. book is not really any different. It's just packaging up that information in something that's more concise, edited down, and spent more time formatting. So in, a, in essence, it's a higher quality, really refined, long blog post is all it is. Like in my mind, yeah. I, if, I can, if I can mentally put it into that, I think that's helpful, right? <laughs> I think there's like a certain level of prestige that goes along with writing a book. It's an incredibly common goal for people. Like there's some ridiculous statistics that who knows how they measure this. That something like 70% of people want to write a book, which is like crazy. I highly doubt that that many people in the world actually end up writing books, but it's a really common goal for people because we want to, we have this need to share our stories and, and share our knowledge. And I think for me writing this ebook, I could say it was harder than I thought it would be, and it was also easier than I thought it would be. It was easier from a technical side, just sitting down, writing it, getting it formatted, asking our Facebook group for help for getting it formatted, because it can get a little complicated. That was pretty easy. All of the difficult parts about writing a book are really overcoming that fear that you're talking about, where you're you're becoming an expert and you're putting a, a book out there when really it is just like a collection of blogs you can write all these chapters and just put them into a blog and they're out there for free for anyone to, you know, flip through on your website. But when you put them all together in a book, it's this big, scary, prestigious thing. I feel like I'm, this is like a therapy session. I'm like <laughs> no, it's working good. out everything that's going through my head. No, it's, it's good. <laughs> I, I think that going through this process, it's already kind of inspiring me to want to tweak up a few things on the RV Entrepreneur. Oh man, you've been saying this for years. But you want to tweak up on it, he's giving me a mean face. But we did talk about if you wanted to launch your book 
on Amazon. All I, yeah, all I was saying is that you going through this process was encouraging for me to want to go through the same thing for mine because it, it, it will seem less scary because you've went through it and you've kind of trailblazed it where I released my RV Entrepreneur ebook uh, last October, as Alyssa said, and this was me putting down you know, a lot of the information that we've learned as we've gotten our business started and still there's a lot of information we still need to learn and things that I learned from people on this podcast. And really, again, a lot of this information you have probably heard on this podcast or on our blog to be realistic, but it was just packaged up in a different way. You know, so if you enjoy reading, then, you know, you can kind of sit down and dig into it because it's a book. You know, I I enjoy reading books. I try to read a lot. And so I enjoy that. But still, there was a lot of fear for me. I didn't really do a ton of promoting around it. I sold like 300 copies in the past year, which is like kind of embarrassing to admit it's not that many, but I literally did no promotion for it other than talking about on the podcast and the blog. And I've bugged you a lot about, about just marketing it, not even running like any kind of promotions. We've run two or three sales on the book, all of which I've done pretty much without even asking Heath, <laughs> because I know if I ask him, he's You gonna... believe in the book more than I believe in the book, it's which like sounds my, bad. That's my job as yeah. your wife. That's my job to believe in it. So I've been running sales on it. I put it on like every single page on our blog has a link to the book now. And I've set up like our email sequence so that people can get, can get free chapters. And if they read the free chapters then they get a coupon to like buy the actual book, just setting these systems up in place so that we can at least be marketing it just to the people that come to our website. That's not even marking it outside of our little community. And just kind of taking a step back from the marketing side of things uh, to talk about the process of creating an ebook. So we can kind of share that part of this too. Mm -hmm. I wrote mine in a software called Scrivener, which is super helpful. How much is it? Like 50 bucks? I think it's 40 or 45. You can buy it in the app store. Yeah. And so it'll, uh, there's a few things I really like about it. You can press expand on it and it takes up your whole screen. You can also break up the whole book by chapters and you can do all of your exports into the Mobi format or EPUB, or or EPUB and things like that. So it can be formatted into a Kindle iBooks or whatever, uh, wherever you're reading it. So it's super helpful. And you wrote yours in pages. Yeah. I used to write in Scrivener. I actually wrote a book. My first book that I ever wrote is for Heath. It was our uh, one year wedding anniversary present. I wrote all of that in Scrivener. And I really like Scrivener for the reason that you said that you can expand it and it gives you a really easy way to lay out all the different chapters, but it is a pain in the butt to export and format in Scrivener. I cannot figure it out. I've Googled it a million times. I've watched a ton of tutorial videos. And so that has been, that was a really big hassle for me. And that's why I wrote mine in Pages, which is basically just the Mac version of Microsoft Word. And it's been good. I mean, it's just like, word it's it's not anything fancy as far as word processing goes but, but the but the doc looks great and you formatted ebooks for clients using uh, pages yeah. and that's been helpful and just for kind of context i don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast but you and i a couple of years ago like some of our earliest clients were traditionally published authors who had yeah. hired us to help them launch their books so we're kind of doing that on the ebook front uh, for us now, but we've done it for clients in the past. So I launched a book called Rejection Proof with an author called Jia Zheng. So we did a um, 
I don't know how many cities we ended up doing a cross country tour in a lot of cities. It was like 30. 30 cities. And um, we did a podcast launch campaign and, you know, guest blogs and getting people to give endorsements for his book. And then you did the same thing for a guy named Paul Angoni, who was a client. So we've kind of went through this on the client side of things. And it was mm-hmm. almost easier because it's like, oh, it's their book. We're just putting together the framework to launch it. Oh, yeah. There's like, it totally removes the fear because when you're writing all these emails, you know, for podcast interviews or or guest blog opportunities or that that kind of stuff, you don't have that fear of being rejected because it's not like your whole (laughs) heart and soul ripped out and put on paper. So now doing this for ourselves, I definitely feel a lot more stressed, but this is going to be the first launch that we've ever really done for you and I, for our personal brand, because, well, I mean, you've launched the podcast and we launched HeathAndAlyssa.com. We've never built out a real launch the way that we have for clients, Mm. where there's a lot of intentionality and and goals and metrics and things that we're trying to to hit and work toward. Yeah, totally. I love, and I think one of the things that we want to get out of this is just to is to learn like the experience Mm -hmm. of what it's like to put something out there on Amazon and understand that marketplace. And also it's probably, I know that it's going to be really good for us to just get over that initial fear. Like if we want to publish books, whether or not we go down a traditional route at any given point, we know that we can put something out there on Amazon and we've gotten past that initial fear. Like I had that for launching this podcast. I had that for blogging in the beginning. Like once you get over that first hump, you're like, oh, it's actually pretty easy to do this. And, you know, and then we can continue pushing out new books in the future because we've gotten over this initial fear and kind of understood the market. So I don't even know if we really have specific numbers yet that we want uh, as far as metrics or goals, because we just it's such a new thing for us that we don't really know. You've already had, I think, like a thousand or fifteen hundred or two thousand people download the book when we send it to our email list. I don't even know. I haven't even looked. Well, last time I looked, there was over a thousand. Uh, So there's already a lot of people who have gotten tons of value from your book. Uh, You have 50 people on a launch team that are going to help you get reviews into Amazon as soon as this goes live, right? Yes. So the goal with a launch team is to get reviews on Amazon on that first day. This does a couple of things. One, if you've ever bought anything on the internet, the first thing you do after you check the price is check the reviews to see if this is going to be a, a product that is the right value. Um, and that's actually worth it. Do this all the time on yeah. Amazon. And second is to just get the word out. That's mm-hmm. the that's the the second goal. I would definitely say the primary goal is to just get the reviews in there. But once you get all those reviews in there and you've got people um, sharing it and downloading it, then that's a good way to tell Amazon like, hey, this is a good book. We're going to boost you in the algorithm, you know, for all the search term keywords. Yeah. And these are people that you sent out the book for free the first version of the guide for free and they Mm -hmm. emailed back and they said, I love this, Alyssa. This really helped me. So they already technically left a review that was private because there was no available platform for them to publish it publicly. So it's not like you went out and said, hey guys, I'll pay you like under the table to go leave reviews. Like you're asking, you're pretty much just saying, hey, you already left me a personal review on this when you read it. I didn't even ask you for this. Mm -hmm. Whenever this goes live, would you just, you know, leave the same review that you already sent to me on Amazon? Yep, that's exactly it. <laughs> and and that kind of made it a little bit harder. Ever since I released the guide, I've tagged all of the email responses from people. And so, well, I hope I have. You did. Um, <laughs> maybe someone's listening. They're like, I said something and you didn't email me. <laughs> but I, I tagged all those people and I emailed all of them individually and said, hey, like, thank you so much for saying this about the guide. 
I know it's been a few months since, like, we've talked last, but I would love if you could join me on this launch team. I can give you more details. It should only take 15 minutes of your time and just kind of pitch people that way. So I think I emailed 70 people and I had 50 people respond. I did that a couple days ago, so... I think my goal might be to get 100 reviews. I kind of was thinking 50, 50 is a good number, but like 100, triple digits, that's a really good number. If you look at any of the other RVing books on Amazon, I think the most reviews is like 20. Or really? So you? It's so really you, low. So 100 maybe by end of Q1, 2018? That, is that, that the goal? That could be a good goal. I think that's a good goal. So that's a goal. Wait, by the end of Q1, Q1 2018. Okay, so like... Four, six months from now four and a half months after it launches yeah ish okay. yeah i i think that's an audacious goal 50 like at the i'll be happy 100 reviews at like that's amazing okay i think that's good so we'll bring you back on the podcast to talk about the results from amazon and again really just your personal goals and goals for a business is to get it out there learn what it's like to launch a book on amazon and kind of just get some of this initial experience and then Maybe, who knows, it'll go really well and it'll rank highly for books about RVing and we'll publish more books on there. But this is really just a trial and ex- an experiment to see how it goes. Yeah. So what if it doesn't go well? What we'll, are we going to do then? We'll still, we'll get on the podcast <laughs> and just BS about it, make it sound really, <laughs> no, we'll get on here and talk about like, why did it not go well? Like, why is it not ranking? Do people not like it? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever happened, we can still pull good learning experiences from that. You're right. You're right. Awesome. Anything else you want to add? Well, now I just, I feel this like weight on my shoulders. Like I really need to, you know, finish this guide up and, uh, and get it out there. So, <laughs> so it's, it's a, it's a good and interesting feeling. Cause I think this is the first time other than the people on the launch team, this is the first time I've really said publicly, this, this is our plan. This is what we're doing. This, these are the reasons behind it. These are our, our goals. And we do this a lot on the podcast and on the blog and especially in our newsletter, um, where it's not, you know, public. It's just people that follow us that can read that information where we try to be incredibly honest and incredibly vulnerable. But every single time, especially when you're, you know, I'm sitting here with this big mic in front of me saying all my hopes and dreams, it's very nerve wracking. It so, is. And I think, but I think that that's part of why I love the podcast mm-hmm. is because it's us and other people too sharing like, here's where, and that's all you can really do. Here's where I'm at and here's what I'm learning and Here's share it in as experience. real a way as possible because it's the same thing that we would do if we were having a drink with anybody in our RV just hanging out talking about life and business. We'd be sharing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's a cool format and it's better than Instagram. I read a tweet this morning. <laughs> it made me think of that. Someone said Instagram is better than podcasting in a tweet. No, I just I think that Instagram is re- like it's so easy to be inauthentic. And I feel like there's a lot of that on the platform. And so I, no, now this we're is good. total we're really cycle. Off. <laughs> Heath just wanted to rant on Instagram I for did. a second. It's dumb. Anyway. Anyway, uh, before we uh, sign off, if you're listening to this episode here at the end of October of 2017 or early November, we're currently running a giveaway for a WeBoost cell booster. And you can enter that at heathandalyssa.com slash giveaway. It'll take probably like 30 seconds. Just need to put in your name and your email address and then there's a couple different challenges that you can complete if you want to get extra entries and we'll be announcing the winner on november 5th and if you've never heard what a WeBoost boost is it's a cell booster booster cell signal while you're out on the road and working so you can have faster internet uh, we use ours every single day it's amazing and uh <laughs> lastly if you want to check out Alyssa's new rving guide you can go to amazon 
on November 14th, or make sure if you're not on our email list, we will send out an email so you can sign up to receive updates there as well. (laughs) I think I'm hoping to get it up there, you know, before November 15th, so people can click the pre- 14th or 15th? 14th. Okay. So people can click the pre-order button, because I feel like that'd be the coolest feeling in the world (laughs) for someone to, like, want my book before it's even live. I love it. That's my new goal right there. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.